Welcome to the Lingerie Lowdown podcast, where we ignite your passion for lingerie and empower you to feel fabulous. Are you ready to be inspired, delighted and informed? Well, you've come to the right place. We believe that style has no boundaries. Age, gender, body shape, size or ethnicity. Everyone deserves to look good and feel great. Get ready for a whirlwind of informative chats about lingerie and the brands we love. You can also find us on YouTube, Rumble, Instagram and Twitter or come join our website. Hello guys, so we are here from Brussels in Belgium and we are back again for another video and audio podcast. My name is Aurora Phoenix and this is... This is Monica Lara-Smith. Hi guys. Hello guys. So our topic today is how other models look out for each other in the community, for instance on Facebook safety groups for modelling. So there's so much to talk about. And because it's almost a Christmas time. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, don't you think this is just so cute? It's almost Christmas time and we're going to do some Christmas episodes, but I just wanted you to guys to look at it because it's so much fun. Or I was like, no, do not put it on, but I just didn't listen. <laughs> so mean, you don't make this now. Um, we're doing Christmas reviews soon, so we're going to wear them, but I just don't really see the relevance at this point. But Monica's just like very festive. I guess it goes with the green bits on my top. So, you know... <laughs> Oh my god, that makes a noise. <laughs> okay, so so we have basically Facebook safety groups. So these groups are like, are there photographers in these groups? <laughs> are there photographers in these Facebook safety groups, or is it just like models? I don't really know because there's that um, um, models, a uh, Scottish models safety group or something. And, uh, <laughs> this group is a joke. Anyway, keep going. Um, yeah, it's very uh, busy and people are on it all the time talking about everything, but it's fine, it's okay. Um, I guess, yeah, it could be helpful. Mm, I'm not sure about photographers, whether they get accepted because I, it's a model school. Because right? I don't know, I feel like there's some photographers in like one Facebook safety because they put like something messed up that happened and then some photographers reacted to it. Oh. So I don't mm. really know, but what there is, so on Facebook, there's groups where we can join and there's lots of models. So there's one for traveling models that I'm on at the moment. Sounds nice. And there's one for kind of like models who, you know, UK models and there's ones for Scottish models. So if you're a model, you can join a group for your area and you can find out information about predators and who to avoid and then there's also group chats on whatsapp instagram and facebook um, as well so yeah and these places these groups are a safe space where you can name and shame send screenshots and do whatever you like because on certain modeling networking sites you're not allowed to name and shame mm. you can say okay i had a bad experience but you're not allowed to say who with and you can report photographers and photographers can get removed. If situations get so serious, you can also go to the police, like if you may like as well. <laughs> but yeah, the police, I mean, they're not, you know, going to do a huge amount in some circumstances, which is annoying as well. Yeah, um, so, yeah. I, I think it's always good to resolve the problem at its source. Um 
you know, within reasons, of course, because if you get, um, I don't know, sexually assaulted on a shoot, I don't think it's wise to confront your predator in this situation. Um, so you need to probably start from, depends on the severity. And also, you know, it's, it's just easy for us now to advise the victims what to do, but I know not everyone would be comfortable going to the police and reporting people because we... It's easy to say, yeah, go to the police, but some people might feel threatened, some people might feel uh, ashamed. And you have so many feelings as a victim, especially when it comes to very sensitive things like, you know, sexual assaults or anything like that. So uh, it, I think it's, it's up to the victim or the person who experienced anything like that to decide what they want to uh, do. But in general, we do advise to uh, raise the awareness about these things, talking to a friend, family member, counsellor, definitely talking to somebody first of all so that you can share it. Because uh, I think it's usually easy to share it with somebody to, you know, in order to go through it. Um, and also, it's always a good idea to report these people to the, on the sites or if you're brave enough, post a story about it or maybe ask a fellow model to post a story about that photographer who you trust or maybe talk to other models, message them and ask, oh, did you have a bad experience as well? Um, and yeah, I would always advise everyone to go to the police and report it because that's the only uh, way of these people facing some consequences and not and for them not to be able to do the same thing to other people um so i think it's, it's really important um but yes it's incredibly difficult at the same time because we don't know what goes through people's heads and uh, every single person reacts in a different way we might be thinking oh if that happened to me i would have done this and that but once you're in the situation very often you freeze and you freeze to the point that you don't know what to do you can't move you can't speak you can't even afterwards, you so just... One, one piece of advice I would say, if something happens, I know it's hard to move or speak, but the best thing to do is to remove yourself from that situation as soon as possible. Like, literally, when I've... I've only had to terminate a shoot twice within six years of my career, and what I did was I think one of them I made sure like I was paid but sometimes you don't even need to worry about the money just get yourself out of there so I packed my bag I told the photographer I'm uncomfortable I'm not proceeding this shoot anymore and I left in one situation I had to pack my stuff while the photographer was in the toilet and I had to like run away so it really depends but the safest thing you can do is do not stay there a minute longer because if things are already kind of getting bad the situation can escalate and for instance if you're a woman and they're a man like they are could be physically stronger than you so you may not be able to kind of fight against them so the best thing to do is literally pick up your stuff leave get on the first bus get on the first train get yourself out of the area yeah the first the best defense is always uh, escape um also if you're interested it's always good to start doing some self-defense classes it's not like you're going to need it but during these classes because uh, i train craft maga during these classes they teach you about awareness and about um increasing your perception and how to avoid certain situations because self-defense 90 percent of the times is about um avoiding situations and foreseeing things before they happen so if you deal because it's not always just about violence because violence can be like you know violence on the street but also sexual assault is a violence on a it's, it's got a sexual ground 
But if you see the signs before things happen, if you train, you know, self-defense, they teach you about certain signals, they teach you about body language, they teach you about how the predator's mind works. Uh, so it's a really good thing to do, especially for women, because they also teach you that, like for us women, you know, every single person that we're going to face when it comes to any sort of violence, they're most likely going to be men. And they're most likely going to be like 90, 90%, 99.9%, they're going to be stronger than you because even the strongest female is weaker than the average man. That's the, uh, that's the fact. So you can't rely on your strength. But what you can rely on is your knowledge about body language, about seeing things before they happen um, and basically avoiding the situations or not putting yourself in the situations like that. And if you have to fight back, it's not really about the strength. Um, of course, it helps, but it's also it's very often about the technique and uh, how fast you can implement certain techniques. So I highly, highly, highly recommend it to every single woman to do some self-defense classes, especially Krav Maga. This is very efficient. It's really easy to learn things. The techniques are really uh, logical in a way and instinctual. And seriously, the things that I learned within one year we learn how to defend against knives, uh, lethal attacks like chokes, headlocks. And I'm not saying I would be able to perform it because if, you know, adrenaline hits you, you might get into like a freeze mode. You might freeze. I might freeze on the street. I'm not too sure. But I am 10 times more confident now that if something happened, I would be able to react. I know I would be able to react. So it makes you feel more confident, but also more um aware of what's happening like you start seeing little signals in people you start seeing little doses of aggression in people or bad intent you know they teach you all that so that's my advice especially for women also to men yeah so i've been to only like two karate classes but i try to keep fit but i do want to do like self-defense in the future but another tip that i have is if somebody's like being difficult or aggressive try not to retaliate against them so like you know there's conflict and there's arguments like if it's you know somebody who's sort of in a work situation or they're being a bit loud try not to rebel against them and try not to get involved in conflicts yeah. like sometimes biting your tongue may like save you in a situation like I'm not saying like you know agree with everything but if something's sort of getting a bit out of hand I think the best thing to do is to be the bigger person and just take a step back you know, or like I said, remove yourself from the situation. But yeah, it's it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, I think you said a very important thing that do not engage. Like um, ego is not your amigo. <laughs> That's what they yeah, teach try us. Just to disengage yourself. From yeah, the it's argument. not worth. Uh, it's not worth your health, your mental health, or your life. Sometimes, because what happens sometimes, you might have a little. I don't know. Um, somebody pushes you because they're angry. And you happen to hit your head in the back of your head onto like, I don't know, like a window, like a, like a ledge or something. And you die, basically, because we have like a very weak spot here. So most of the times when people have like street fights and when they die, it's not because from the impact from like, um, like a punch or a kick, but it's because they hit the head. That's like most of the cases. So, you know, sometimes things happen and that's very unfortunate and very like tragic if you think about it. And that's quite extreme what I'm talking about. But, you know, things happen sometimes and it's, it's not wise and um, it makes no sense to aggravate any of this um, because very often what people look for is attention and response 
So if they try to provoke you with some aggression or like verbal aggression or physical aggression, they want a reaction. They want to feel like a bigger person. So the best thing to do is show them, I'm the smaller guy, you're right, okay, and just walk away, remove yourself from the situation, do not aggravate anything. And yeah, like Aurora said, um, if you feel not safe in the environment you're in, just leave yeah. as peacefully as you can, just leave, go and find a safe space far away from the person or just run if you have to. So yeah, coming back to the topic, so because it's how models keep each other safe and look out for each other. So on these Facebook safety groups, you can write a post. So for instance, if a model's had a bad experience with a photographer, you can have a picture of their profile, a screenshot, or even a picture of their face or their full name, if you know their legal name, if not just their stage name. And you can screenshot the chats and say, watch out for this photographer in this area. So for instance, if you may have an issue with a photographer in a certain country or city, you put their city, you put where they're from, and that's how you look out for each other. And word spreads really, really fast. Um, (laughs) Because there was a dodgy photographer in Luxembourg, but we didn't shoot with him. But um, I was warned by multiple models. Like as soon as I put a casting out for Luxembourg, about six models messaged me and they said, watch out for this person. This is his name. Do not shoot with him. And he did actually contact me on Purple Port and he was incredibly rude to me. And then he was banned a day later. Was that the uh, guy for bondage stuff? This is another, that's another guy. (laughs) That's another dodgy guy. But um like he he was really bad to another model and he pushed things too far and he didn't get banned when he was because of anything to do with me because I didn't really like engage as soon as I knew who he was I stopped replying um because he had a different name so sometimes photographers can be a bit like shapeshifters they can keep changing their name and keep trying to come back and stuff um but yeah I found out who it was and I didn't work with him I didn't shoot with him so yeah so models do look out for each other because a lot of models saw I was coming to Luxembourg and what did they do they reached out to me and they helped me and in a similar situation like I would reach out to other models and I would help them so it's like we sort of look out for each other like in the community for free like you don't have to pay anything like there's so many people who like looked out for me and helped me and probably similar with Monica, and it's really nice that like we're all a community. So if somebody is an awful person, they will be exposed. Yes, definitely. Enjoying the podcast today? Before we continue, have you been searching for the perfect lingerie, hosiery, or more? Look no further. Lingerie Lowdown is your impartial consumer champion with over eight years of experience in reviewing these intimate essentials. We've got you covered, or should we say uncovered, with over 10,000 full-length video reviews from over 750 brands, you'll find honest insights and discover hidden gems. Use promo code DIGEST10 when you join our website to get a 10% discount on your membership at www.lingerielowdown.com forward slash join. Let's get inspired together. Now back to today's podcast. Also, I have heard a lot of um, things about predators from photographers, from other photographers who knew that from other models. So also, it's a very small community, uh, surprisingly, because it seems like there are so many models and photographers, but we all kind of know each other. And if something happens, the word spreads around really quickly. And within a day or two, everyone knows. 
even if you don't ask questions, you get informed by other people. So I found out lots and lots of things from photographers about other photographers. Um, and luckily, the industry is changing uh, towards a better direction, I think, because when I started modeling, people would, there would be, let's say, a predator, very well-known predator in our industry, and everyone would know about him. He had 200 positive references on one of the websites. So reference basically are reviews and models write for photographers and uh, vice versa. So you look at his page, for example, and he has, he had immaculate portfolio, beautiful, superb work, absolutely professional, and 200 positive references. But I've heard at that time, or not even now, I've heard at least 10, 15 uh, times from 15 different people that he was a very well-known predator, a sexual predator, manipulator. I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Did they try to work with you at the start of your career? Was yes. It? Okay, I know who it is, but I can't like say yeah, who it is. because not going to say because we yeah. don't know whether we can. Um, but yes, um, so back then, nobody really did anything about it because models felt ashamed. And I even knew some models who experienced some abuse from that guy. And they didn't do anything about it because they, they felt ashamed. They, they felt like, oh, many of them just froze in the moment and they felt like, oh, maybe it's my fault. But now as um, as we are becoming more sort of like, have been longer in the industry, I think the longer we are, the more the industry is changing and is kind of encouraging models to talk about their bad experiences and is trying to sort of remove that stigma from uh, sexual victims and we see that in media as well. We see like Harvey Weinstein, um, uh, you know, legal uh, battle uh, with, you know, the actresses and stuff. And we see that and hopefully this is going to bring us more hope and encouragement to those victims so that they can talk openly about it, report the instances like that, because otherwise people will never face consequences. And we need to remove that stigma from models being abused and also sexual workers, because people would say things like, oh, she was asking for it because she was like in her lingerie, or a sex worker was, you know, a sex worker. How can you be, a, you know, assaulted if you're like, basically what you do is offering sex. So slowly, slowly, I think we're removing that stigma and trauma uh, that's kind of circulating in our industry so it's getting better and one thing like I think I would say is like in an office environment or in other industries women feel even more scared to speak up because they do not have the same support network that we do or the same group chats or maybe they've reported somebody to human resources and human resources like downplayed it so like women can be assaulted in the workplace men can be assaulted in the workplace mm -hmm. like I've had I don't know, on the rare circumstance, sometimes male photographers get assaulted by female models. Or, you know, I had a situation where a photographer I know was kind of like an amateur and he felt a bit like weird towards nudity, but he wanted to try shooting models out nude and there was a nude workshop and the model is naked and runs to him and hugs him and like nude while he's clothed. And he said he still feels traumatized from this moment that a nude model was hugging him because he has a wife and he feels like it's wrong and he didn't know what to do. And he just got really, really freaked out. So I think some models don't realize that although they're comfortable naked, it's not okay to kind of hug people while you're nude. No. Especially, okay, maybe if he, you know, he said, oh, would you like a hug? But the model just kind of jumped on him. 
So like, that's not okay as well. Like discomfort works like in two ways. Like some people think, um, you know, a photographer can make a model uncomfortable, but a model can make a photographer uncomfortable. So when I'm shooting like implied and concealed nudes and it's a photographer's first time, I always say, oh, you know, if you're uncomfortable at any point, like we can shoot a lower level or, you know, we can, you know, stop the shoot or, you know, just kind of being a bit more aware of other people's emotions and just understanding that discomfort works in both men and women, not just women. Yes, that's a very good point, Aurora. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, um, I've heard quite a lot of stories from photographers who were made feel quite uncomfortable by models. Uh, also, uh, there are models um, in our industry who are not really models or who try to offer extra services to photographers. Um, and you might be thinking, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. But imagine if that was a man asking for these services. That's a straight, you know, harassment and they would be reported, they would be removed from all social medias, from all the platforms, named and shamed, career kind of ruined. But if a mother offers that, mm, nobody really talks about it. I think a lot of men don't feel um, that they can actually speak about these things because men, uh, when they talk about their feelings or when they talk about the fact that something happened to them, straight away people assume they're weak and you know, you've know you got no say as a man. But yeah, I just wanted to um, sort of mention that it kind of works both ways and men can also be victims or can be made feel very uncomfortable and we have a lot of like double standards and I know us women talk about double standards uh, kind of from our point of view that we kind of get treated in a, a bit lesser than men but very often men also get these sort of double standards and the things that we sort of can get away with they cannot um, so yeah it's important to keep that in mind that Photographers can also, you know, feel uncomfortable and can be harassed. Yeah. Imagine like a model flashing a man, you know, something. And imagine man doing this thing. That's exhibitionism. That's a sexual uh, a crime, yeah? If a woman, woman did that, not, like they would laugh at, at a man who would like report it. Like imagine, you know? So I think it's important to look at both um, yeah. sides sometimes. I think everything works with consent. Like even if you're at a sex party, you can't just randomly go and grope someone's bum, like or in like any situation. Like if you want to touch somebody or you want to flash somebody, literally ask. Say, is it okay for me to flash you right now, or is it okay for me to hug yes. you while I'm nude? Like a simple, are you okay with this? Yeah. Like is really really important. Um, just literally consent. You know, and, and if the person consents to it. And what annoys me the most is if somebody, but say a photographer's like, can I move your hair? And at the mm -hmm. same time, he's moving my hair. Like, ask the consent and wait for their response and then do it. Don't be half doing it and then asking at the same time because that drives me nuts. Oh, yes, that's really frustrating and irritating and makes us feel like somebody wants to take an advantage of you. And I'm sure, like, most people don't do it deliberately they just don't think about um about how you feel and I, and I think they do it um it's like kind of innocent but there's like a few people who do it probably on purpose just to be able to touch you um but yeah you kind of need to be considerate um about these things um and yeah and yeah I just wanted to say like Aurora mentioned before I think our industry is so small and everyone knows each other and people talk about 
you know, a sexual assault and uncomfortable situations and predators more openly than five years ago. Um, so that I, I think our industry, even though people think it's really unsafe because we're more prone to, you know, different like sexual assaults, I think it's actually way, way safer than corporations. Because by the time a manager or like a supervisor or CEO finds out or human resources find out about some kind of sexual assault, they have to go through so many stages. They have to talk to both parties and, you know, so much like procedure in place to uh, be able to resolve the issue. While here, we just talk about it and, you know, it's out there. But also can be dangerous because as much as I believe that people who talk about their bad experiences are truthful, there are a few people that are not truthful and it's very, very easy these days to ruin somebody's life. And I'm saying, I'm talking a life, not just a profile on Instagram, but there are people out there whose lives were probably ruined because somebody just was not happy about something or just spread a little rumor because, you know, some people get rejected and then they want to, um, yeah, have they, you know, do something about them, make themselves feel better, and then they spread the rumors, and then somebody gets in trouble and their life might be ruined. Sometimes, you know, there's something that the truth is in the middle, you know, so it's also quite easy for for us, for example, um, to assume that the person is truthful, we want to support them. But if we don't know the whole story, is it safe to say, yeah, I believe you, but I don't believe him? Like, what do you do? It's a very tricky situation. I think it's very, um, it's very tricky uh, and very dangerous sometimes to stick to people that you don't know the full story of. I think it's tricky because a lot of things are word of mouth and like, it's yeah. really sad that these situations are a he said, she said thing. You know, and the police may say, oh, if the police are involved, oh, well, we can't verify because you weren't there. What proof do you have? So people don't have proof. They don't know. But I think if I know a model or I read their story and it's true to heart, like we do trust each other. And I feel like we wouldn't really go around wasting each other's time too much. Obviously, there have been some models who have lied in the past and made up rubbish. But most of the time, like it is genuine, like if people want to cry for help or expose others like Every time I expose a photographer, I'm doing it to help other models. So by like exposing that name and another model sees that name, that's sort of one less incident, you know, happening. Yeah, unless I knew the photographer very well, he was my friend. And if there were some accusations towards him from a model that I don't know, I'm going to start with my friend, first of all, and foremost, unless I got some... Unless, I don't know, he told me something happened or I had a feeling something happened. But if he's a good friend of mine, I'm going to side with him. Yeah, I mean, there was one photographer I know very well and I've been shooting with him for about five years and he got some really bad accusations and rumours all because he upset the wrong person. So sometimes in this industry, if you annoy the wrong person, they will come back to bite you and gang up against you and like it can get quite toxic and bitchy. And in this circumstance, I still shot with this photographer because other models I knew were still shooting with him and like there were a few people that kind of like verified that things were a lie. 
Is that the photographer I shot with? Yeah. Oh, so he was quite traumatised as a photographer. Like, I've had photographers yeah. phone me in tears yeah. because they've been slated on group chats or they've just been attacked. Like, not even they didn't do anything wrong, but they just said something because we've got forums where, like, people can chat and they've kind of said something about camera gear or said something about plus-size models and got attacked. And, mm. like, I have had people, right like, in tears he was um, heartbroken because I, yeah. I worked with him like twice afterwards because Aurora told me about the situation and sent me some screenshots and I just couldn't believe it because I was like, you know, no way. And I shot with him and I just don't believe it because... It's not stars. true. Like, it's hard. You kind of need to like work out. It's like a guessing game on who's... You need to work out on who you can trust and you just need to kind of like trust your instincts. Yeah. And cool. and just as well and kind of like have your eyes wide open. Like if you hear something and it doesn't make sense, like question why, mm. like or, or how or who and what. Like start to like question things, like be sceptical, do your research. Like if a photographer books you, you know, Google them or someone's booking your friend, you can always bring somebody along with you for shoots. Um, there's also find friends on iPhones, which I was talking about, where you can have a tracking device for free on your iPhone and it kind of updates with the internet and shows people constantly where you're from. So like right now, my location is shared with my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother and my fiance and another model. So there are so many people who know like where I am. And if kind of my dot starts to move when I'm not on a booking or if I'm on a booking and it's moving away from the area that I should be, they will get like an alarm so they will know, okay, so-and-so is moving from the Airbnb, she's not there anymore. You know, they'll start to text me, they'll start to call me. If I don't pick up within an hour or two, like they will start to call the cops. So yeah, don't try to kidnap me, anyone out there, because it's not gonna work. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, we're just gonna give you guys um, our socials before we finish. And yeah, so my Instagram is at Aurora Phoenix Model. And my um, backup account is at Aurora Phoenix Model 2. I also have GingerFit22. And I have Twitter at Aurora Phoenix 4. And I'm also at OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash Aurora Phoenix 4. What about you, Monica? I am in a Christmas mood, but if you want to follow me, guys, um, my name is Monica Lara Smith, and you can just Google my name, and you're going to have uh, my Instagram, my Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and OnlyFans if you want to see my titties. <laughs> And yeah, guys, uh, we're going to come back to you with some Christmas podcasts, but I just wanted to show off this because that cost Big. me four euros. Aurora's got the same one, but she's a bit shy today. I'm going to work for the Christmas Four ones. euros. Look how beautiful it is. Hi, <laughs> like, You know. Hi, From Brussels. But yeah, yeah guys, Brussels. we are in Brussels in Belgium right now. And it's our last night of our modelling tour. So yeah. we're doing tomorrow afternoon. Well, I'm not going. I'm going on oh, I'm going. I get to go home, but you can stay. I'm staying, <laughs> I'm staying extra. Yeah. I'm doing extra work here. Very exciting. Yeah, so I don't know why, but it's our last night. <laughs> I don't know why. No, what? no, I mean, I mean, it's our last night in the Airbnb. So like that we're staying in. So Monica is staying somewhere else tomorrow night. But it's our last kind of, we're checking out about accommodation. Yeah. And we're going to obviously say goodbye to each other. So it still feels like it's coming to an end. Are we going to say goodbye to each other? Really? Yes, oh I'm going to say goodbye to you. Okay. 
<laughs> no, it's been like a week together. Six, six days. Oh, six. No, so it's been five days together. And tomorrow will be Friday, Friday, six days by tomorrow. Yeah, it will be six days. Oh, we did six days before in Sweden. Yeah, yeah we've done six days before. But this yeah. is like a two city tour because we did Luxembourg mm. and then we did Brussels. So it's like more like, you know, exciting because we've been working in two different countries. Yeah, but it's our trips are getting longer and longer. Yeah, it's just like Monica can't, can't get enough from of me. No, she she loves all. me, and yeah. I love her feet, um, and I love sniffing. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is getting weird. This is Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Lingerie Lowdown podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the ride and are feeling inspired to embrace your unique style. Remember, we release new podcast episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Don't miss out on the twice weekly excitement that awaits you. So until next time, keep expressing your confidence and celebrating your beauty. This has been the Lingerie Lowdown podcast your ultimate source for style, passion and empowerment from the world of intimates and more. You can find us on YouTube, Rumble, Instagram and Twitter or come join our website. Stay fabulous and we'll catch you soon.